man, man, man. In a week of shifting alliances and questions being brought up, we come to you. A brand new episode of Draped in Gold, DrapedInGold.com, across the ring and across the pond, the one-stop shop of NXT and NXT UK coverage. Hello, everyone. My name is Hobo Boys, and I'm sitting here chilling in my office, the most famous dresser in the game. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by a man that apparently wore suits way back in the 90s before it was cool, doing his thing at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Santino's Brothers, and more. Get it for the real Jack Farm. Yeah, back and better than ever. You know, I what? wasn't able to make it last week, and I saw I saw George Hermosa and Adam Woods, and everyone was like, these guys are so great. Everyone was giving them five-star reviews and thumbs up, and I said, well, I can't have that. So I came back, <laughs> got rid- made sure they're not here. This is my show. It's about me. <laughs> wow, that's very Hollywood of you. I mean, like NWO Hollywood of you. <laughs> <laughs> Guy would brother put me over. Uh, <laughs> Got to hold down the young talent, brother. Uh, how was your week, man? Uh, by the way, you uh, played hooky, right? Got to see you in Hobnob with celebrities. What's up? Yeah, it was uh, good times. I uh, was out of town, went back to the Pacific Northwest, DJed a wedding, met with some friends and family, had a good time, but then back to the grind as soon as I got back. It's been uh, been pretty busy. You know how it is, though. Always yeah. working. Always hustling. Yeah, it's always a great hang with you, Jack. Uh, NXT UK this week. Uh, a lot of things happened within the hour in a brand where things are happening all the time. We're just talking about this before we're going live. Uh, the NXT UK title situation. And it looked like it was going to have the big welcoming intro from Triple H. We had the press conference. But then it was announced in the middle of the show due to Andy Shepard that it's going to be postponed. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have thoughts and questions. What's going on with the situation? So this is, it's so weird on how to address this and where to start with. And thank you, Lamb, by the way. Yeah, I I had a good time this weekend. Elliot, two-star, come on, you know, (laughs) five. Uh, But it's such an interesting, because I don't know where I want to go with this. Because One, I loved how we started this show. I loved how we started with Triple H. Uh, just showing just how important these title matches are here in NXT UK. I love the press conference. I love getting to see these guys talk about things with the press directly. But then throwing that curveball, something happened backstage. We don't know what. I can assume things. I can assume that maybe Dragunov let his emotions run wild yet again and attacked Walter because he knew he couldn't get the job done. I can assume that maybe Walter was training and respecting the, the sport as he always does. And Dragunov knew after getting put in his place in front of everybody, almost crying, and knew he had to do something because he didn't want to get embarrassed and beaten yet again. I assume that's what happened. And now because of his selfish actions, we're not going to get the match next week, which is a disappointment for all of us. <laughs> so Ilya's the bad guy. We don't know who the bad guy is. It happened off screen. You know what I'm it's, saying? Like, this, is, this to me is the most weirdest thing I've seen in a long time. And, and it's weird for a bunch of reasons. I mean, Triple H doesn't give the promo to anybody. I mean, Triple H flew into London, did a promo, flew back to the United States, travel restrictions be dagged. We got yeah. everything press conference. I didn't get an invite. No one gets doesn't watch our show because we didn't get to go to invites at this press conference. But yeah. to have something just to, to evolve so quickly after sowing so much restraint in that ring, just the tragedy across the board. 
Well, you know, I, from what I understand, we were given invites and in fact, they were delivered personally to us, but unfortunately because of the travel restrictions and the quarantine, there just wasn't enough time to make it happen. Otherwise I'm sure we would have been there. I'm sure we were the first on the list to get an invite to that press conference. Yep. Uh, everyone knows that <laughs> we're the people that they want to talk to, but uh, you know, you could see it in Dragunov's face. This is what cost him last time. This is what the problem was last time. He was getting emotional. He was getting in his head. He was getting worked up. Walter was winning this match before it even happened. And uh, it, again, it's unfortunate we don't get to see it because even though Walter is just unbeatable and is going to win every single time anyways, it would have been fun to see and it would have been nice for Dragunov to at least known for sure that uh, Walter is the ring general. But Again, he just let his emotions get the best of him, couldn't control him, couldn't wait another week. And and now I don't know what's next for, for Dragunov or, or Walter or what we're getting next week. But uh, one way or another, uh, I'm sure things will work out. Well, allow me to be cynical for a second. <laughs> okay, I'm cynical all the time. But right yeah. now, let me be extra cynical. For one cynical. second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me be serious for a moment. Um, yeah. What about the, the theory? Because we're seeing this a lot now with, with uh, the WWE and, and even AEW. We say that promotion here on the show. Going live on tour with a bunch of fans. Elliot and Joseph Bose and Chad are actually alluding to this. What about this can be maybe a delay? Maybe Walter's not even injured. Maybe it's kind of just a holding out until we get a big draw for a match of this caliber. Is that is that too crazy for me to say that? I get where people are going and, and I get that why they say that, but let's look at who Walter is for a minute. Walter <laughs> respects the ring. Walter doesn't play shenanigans. Walter would have had the match tonight if it was something that they were allowing him to do. Unfortunately, he was supposed to wait. Now he got hurt. Uh, and whether or not he faces Dragunov or Dragunov faces anyone, they're going to have a slapper of a match. And again, yeah. Slap specifically a slapper, trust me. This <laughs> oh, one, yeah, yeah. What's the uh, over under you think for the, for the actual the, slap on the chops? I don't know. It's <laughs> it, it's all down to how long Dragonov can stay upright. Uh, at right. some point, they got to turn into boots because he's going to be on the ground. No disrespect to Dragonov, by the way. I think that yeah. would be the case with whoever was in the ring with Walter, but. It, Holding off for fans, holding off for a crowd. Do we even have a date yet for that? I think it's a bit premature to assume that's what's happening. True. And since we're the official, unofficial <laughs> after show, yeah. I'm setting the over under at 24. 24 uh, chops will be the over, the under. I'm telling you, the over. Definitely do, we, the over. do we count the smaller chops like when they do like the rapid fires? Ooh, that's a good one. Like, mm -hmm. is that does that count as one or is that, you know, if they do the rapid fire, like, 10 in a row in the corner that has to be 10. 10. I, and then the reason why I'm saying that is because we would count if you were in the same in the stands, right? One, mm. two, three. So I'm gonna there. say that's like okay. count. So play, take the over. If if, <laughs> if we're going 24, I take the over. Oh, okay. Well, let's see if I'm right, hopefully, or Jack's right. Damn. And if so, he can clip us out and tag us afterwards. Uh, but yeah, it's a tragedy. I was looking forward to the match next week. I feel bad for George Rosa because he alluded to taking off work next week to watch this match, and now there's not going to be a match. So uh, thoughts and prayers out there for uh, having to tell your boss, oh, I'm kidding. I can make it next Thursday. It's cool. Uh, but moving on, uh, I have questions about this one, man. The tag team division got a little bit of a, a fight there. Uh, Tiamana Rohan Raja against Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter. My boys! Yeah, and boys. Of course, and of course, uh, their recent run of luck has not been the greatest. And I even would argue that the synergy was not there. 
But the big question I have for you, Jack, is what is up with Rohan Raja? I mean, Tiamat kicked his ass. Why is he hanging around him? Smartest guy in the building, if you ask me. One I mean, Dennis has something to say about that. Way, <laughs> one way to not get your arm ripped out of the socket is to be best friends with the guy who's ripping arms out of the socket. This is this is the message of this week's episode. Every now and again, we get a message of the episode, and this was the reoccurring theme, and that is everyone in NXT is tough. Everyone is talented. Everyone can get down to business in that ring, but there's one thing that separates everybody, and that is ruthlessness, Flobo. You'll mm. notice, wow, the people who take it a step too far got what they wanted tonight. They all got what they were looking for, whether it be Dragunov taking out the guy that was going to have a match with him next week, whether it was Teal Man here getting a win over a tag team that has been together for a long time and are no slouches, was able to get a win over them because this was a team Teal Man has put together that is so ruthless and so dangerous, was able to still get the win, even though they're a new team. This was, I believe, their first tag team match together, at least in NXT UK. And it's because they're willing to take things a step further than anyone else they get in the ring with. That's why they're winning. Lamb says, Jack gets it about Rohan Raja, like always. We all miss Jack Farmer from last week. That's very debatable, but it was also I, debatable. Is <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I understand that if you can't beat him, join him, Jack. I, I really do. I get that. But you don't want any revenge. If I if I mugged you tomorrow, you just said you would hang out with me the next day. I think there's a disconnect there. If you were as dangerous as Tioman, yeah, I'd be like, hey, we're buds, whatever, man. Whatever we need to do to survive, <laughs> whatever I need to do to survive. This is again, it's one of those things. You can either be part of Tio Man's family or you can be a part of the people who his family ripped to shreds. It's it, it's survival of the fittest. And if you're not the fittest, you join the fittest. Be cowardly, what, you what you're saying. It's it's gang warfare in a, in a kind of way. You know, if you go to prison, if you got to join the team that's the most dangerous. That's what he's doing right now. This is like a prison. You got to join the gang that's the most dangerous. And <laughs> no one's more dangerous than you. What are you in for? I don't know the championship. Come on. It's not the same. You're not right. This, is a, this place seems more dangerous if you uh, ask me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I can't get over there. That's why we get the invite to the press conference. No. <laughs> uh, but, the, but there's also one uh, a plot thread kind of dangling there. There was a little bit of a, a reference of recruiting Oliver Carter, or at least having him leave Ashton. And I didn't see much of that this week. But I wonder, is that still part of the long-term plan to team on? Or do you think he went in a different direction now that he recruited Rohan? You know, that that is an interesting question because I think right now, if he recruits him, obviously that's a great pickup. That's a great signing for him, but I don't know if he needs him anymore, and he may have missed the bus on this one. Dang. You would not pick up Oliver Carter if you were a, uh, a Phantom GM? Oh, if I was a Phantom GM and I was putting together a roster, 100%. But if you're putting together a group within a roster – the space is limited. You don't have as many options anymore. And also, once there's that divide, once there's that sort of split in the team, it's always going to be there. You know, even mm. if they work together for a little bit, Tia Man's always going to have to be looking over his shoulder, wondering if maybe this is the time he gets someone turns his back on him. You know what I mean? But now with, with uh, Raja, it's like, look, man, you got it right away. You get it. You learned quick. You're on my team. You understand the the pecking order, so to speak. And it's, it's all gravy for them. 
Let's talk Pecker Corner now. Women's division. Mako Satamora, the final boss, defends the NXT United Kingdom Women's Championship against the French Hope Amel. And I have been critical, not of Amel's skill, not of her charisma, but the fact she became an important contender by beating up her coworkers backstage and ringside. But that's just me. I know Jack disagrees. Cheat to win. The match itself, yeah. pretty solid on both parts. Just thoughts about the match and thoughts about the women's division, Jack. Well, again, the most the most ruthless people got what they wanted, and Amel got the shot, and she didn't come up with the win. Okay, but that's fine. Mako Satomura is one of the best all time. She's the final boss for a reason. She ended Kaylee Ray's reign. She is someone that it, losing to doesn't hurt you. It's, I mean, it, of course, her ego's probably hurt a little bit. Amel's <laughs> probably not super pumped about it, but I don't think anyone who handles the rankings over at NXT UK is dropping her down the rankings based on a loss to Mako Satomura. So, in a lot of ways, this was win-win for Amel. I think Amel showed that she can hang with the very best. I think she showed she deserves to be in that conversation. And Mako Satomura gets another really big retention here. Mako, by the way, just laying in those strikes Ooh, today. Bro, I was actually going to type that on Twitter. Like, man, I know taking a chop from Walter is pretty solid. And if far, I wouldn't do it. But like a kick from Mako Satomura might be equally as lethal if I'm not uh, just being that kind of uh, overzealous. No, hyperbolic or whatever. But uh, Amel doesn't really compete often. And let's call a spade a spade. And so my question for you is, did the, the offering today, the showing today, in line with your expectance, exceed expectations? Is anything you want to see more from Amel in this contest this week? I actually agree. I, I definitely want to see more of her in the ring and more of her having matches and showing that she belongs there. Again, today, I think she over she did better than I expected. And that's no disrespect to her. I just thought, you know, you have someone like Mako in the ring, much like you said, like Walter in the ring, you kind of expect them to just do their business. Quit. But uh, <laughs> um, Amel, she, she hung in there. She did a lot of great stuff. She even hit one of her big moves that it looked like could have been the end, but I can make those just so unstoppable. That, that Scorpio rising kick, by the way, geez Louise. Oh yeah, absolutely. Concussion inducing. Yeah. Uh, ML did fantastic. Next time will be different for sure. That seems to be NXT UK's MO, man. That second, that rematch is decline all rematches. If you win, run. <laughs> Don't not face someone a second time because usually it goes the wrong way. Uh, and so much for without a more Jack, just for right now, I know it's very early, but thoughts about her rating so far. So far, it's great. I was actually wondering why we were watching this, and they, they listed off the former uh, NXT champ, NXT UK champs with Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, and I was thinking, how long does Mako Satomura have to have this title to live up to those reigns? And how many people does she need to beat? She's got her work cut out for her in order to hang with some of those other names. And so, so far, she's doing great. She's still the champion. She's gotten clean wins. But it's going to be a while before I think she can confidently hang up her reign along with those other names. Fair enough. It comes with time and just gets the strength of the competition. So far, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I think I like her. I think I oh, like her as champion. I think I think it would be a good face of the brand. Shows that UK women's division hits pretty hard. Uh, and, but you're right. It comes down to who's, who's next. Who's going to be the long-term program? Who's going to be the one that's going to take it to the limit to really push the final boss to the next level as far as the pantheon of champions? Yeah, and I think whether it be uh, Amel or we have a rivalry brewing as well on the show, and I don't want to jump all over it, but jump all uh, over it. there was obviously Ginny and uh, Valkyrie kind of going at it. I have a feeling 
that whoever comes out on top of those two is going to be the next to challenge for the title. So let's talk about this. Ava Valkyrie had a promo. And I don't remember her talking as much before uh, or her voice. Maybe I'm just, just blanked it, but it did make me stop what I was doing. And I'll go, okay, great. She looks a lot more determined, a lot more focused, telling Jenny all about herself. But I feel Jenny has been hanging around for far too long just to be another stepping stone to another competitor. I wonder what's going to happen. I know we don't have crystal balls here. We're just fans, but just thoughts about the possible clash between Ava Valkyrie and Jenny. This is going to be so good because again, you've got someone like Valkyrie who's got every single measurable in spades every single one of them is through the roof if you're building her on a uh, wwe 2k game you bump up every single stat but jenny she understands style she understands fashion and i know you're saying to yourself what does that have to do with wrestling well Flo yeah jack it doesn't look good to lose and jenny always looks good so this puts us at a place where neither one of them really has what it takes to come out with the L, but one of them has to. It's going to be a match you can't miss. Blair Davenport with the throne. Mako Lamb says in the chat before Jenny and Valkyrie take up. Hot take. Don't agree. But a hot take. Props for thinking about who will be next. Take down Mako Sadamore. I haven't been feeling that belt for a long time. Uh, if, if if Blair Davenport the throne was in 2022, then maybe. But as, as of right now, I don't see it. Well, that's kind of the thing with uh, NXT UK as well is every now and again, people sort of show up quickly, but it takes a while. You got to earn your stripes there. I mean, every single match, you got to be ready to get bloodied and bruised. And no one is just going to let Blair Davenport jump to the front of the line. Uh, even Mako Satomura, with all of her history and everyone we know, everyone who knows her, sure, she jumped to the front of the line, but then she got sent back into the back and had to beat an undefeated superstar to get back up to the front of the line. So if uh, Davenport's able to jump to the front and get the title that quickly, she would do something that no one else in the history of NXT UK has ever been able to do. And that would be impressive. Too sweet. Uh, speaking of impressive, our Heritage Cup was defended. Tyler Bate with that promo, with the with the video package, I mean, and the cup holding was so cool. Taking on Mark Coffey. We talked about Mark Coffey no longer being considered the third man, equally as strong, equally as fast as his compatriots in Gallus. Boy, boom, boom. Uh, it was into classic here. It went five rounds, I believe, with Tyler Bate getting the win. Now, Jack Farmer, let's talk mm -hmm. about championships and legacies. So far, so good for Tyler Bate. Tyler Bates, amazing. He's one of the faces of the brand. He's someone who, if you change brands, I think would be the face of whatever brand he's on after that. He's got the best thighs in the game. And this was one of those matches that, look, we talk about the bruising power and strength of everyone in NXT UK. And Mark Coffey has a ton of that. Trust me. But I say, trust me, like you need my opinion on that. <laughs> like you can't see. I it never trust you. I don't know why you like, just that. watch it. I say, trust. Why am I saying, trust me? You watch the show. But anyways, <laughs> take my word for it. <laughs> the, the point is he's got all those things, but this is where the guys that know how to wrestle really stand out. That's the thing about the heritage cup. I'm starting to realize because we've seen a number of big bruisers go after the title and they always fall short. Who wins? The guys that are more cerebral, the guys that are smarter, that understand the rules and how to use the way it's structured to get the win. And that's why someone like Tyler Bate came ahead, came out ahead. That said, 
I'm throwing out a prediction here, Flobo. Oh, no. We've had no tease of it so far. I have a feeling Eddie Dennis is going to be the next Heritage Cup champion. This is a championship for people with intelligence. That goes right up Eddie Dennis's alley. I think he's the guy to do it. But for now, again, Tyler Bate, just so good all around in the ring. You know what? You said Eddie Dennis might be the next Heritage Cup champion. At first... I was going to be like, oh, Jack, get off. Come off, mate, as they say over there across the pond. But Is he having a laugh? I want to have a go. I'm going to have a go. But here's the deal, man. I doubted you a couple weeks ago when you said, you know that charging promo? It could be Tegan Knox. I go, oh, Jack, what do you know about wrestling? And I got to say, before anyone had ever said anything, you were right. So you may be right here, but Jack being right twice in a row is also a rare feat. I am torn. I don't know which one to side with. Like an NXT UK champion <laughs> defending against the same person <laughs> twice. Oh. It's very unlikely yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I want to brag about that a little bit. I was the first person to call Tegan Knox as the charging battery. And you know what? Yeah, she's on SmackDown now. I think she showed up on NXT just so that I because they were like, look, Jack predicted this. We he we he he knows we got to make sure he gets this checked as a win in the win column. Tegan, show up on NXT, then go do whatever it is you're gonna do. But uh, yeah, I called that before she was doing those matches before Raw and SmackDown. So I get a win. I'm an analyst. I'm a newsbreaker. Check me. Where's my blue check mark? <laughs> so modest. <laughs> oh, they denied me this week. You know what? Twitter. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, let uh, me talk to you. Uh, uh, no, Eddie Dennis is not great. Uh, yeah, on. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, Twitter denied me the blue check mark, and I just kind of thought, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I'm not even me. What? <laughs> Come on, Jack. What are you doing? Fight for the cause. <laughs> just submit. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, eh, it's fair. Guess I'm a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think uh, this this Eddie Dennis takeover of this title real quick, of the cup real quick, is going to happen sooner rather than later? Or is Tyler Bay going to have a long run or will only be sort of transitional? I think he's got a few more defenses in him before Eddie Dennis gets his hands on it. In fact, I have a feeling Wolfgang will probably have a shot at it before too long. Uh, so Because uh, at this point right now, we got to even up their record against each other. We got to see... You know, right now Wolfgang's one and oh, while Mark Coffey's one and one. So now it's up to Wolfgang to try to get the win. True, true. Before we move on to NXT Prime, there's a lot of other actions happening in NXT UK. Subculture got a little bit of promo time and all that stuff with A Kid. Uh, did you want to mention anything else before we move on? Well, the most important thing that I'm surprised you just glossed over. Gotta gloss over it. <laughs> and that is the beautiful tag team champion side plate check rocking. Look, why have sleeves when you can have turtlenecks? These guys are. It's July, Jack. That's why you don't have turtlenecks. <laughs> That was such an amazing promo. Seeing those guys always brightens my day. And I'm so glad seeing that they're going to be the champions for a very long time. Side plate check. Yeah, boy. Hold on. Hold on. So, cause, okay, we saw them wrestle last or We saw Lewis Holly wrestle last week. And, yeah. and I, I, I got to be honest with you. I thought they'd be fluke champions. I thought they were already with the drop titles. But they are just being the pers most persistent tag team so far next UK, that tag team division has some great teams, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Andrews and Webster or Gallus themselves, Gallus boys on top is pretty deadly. One of the greatest tag teams NXT UK has ever had. 
when I look at all of the tag teams, especially the tag team champions, when I look at them, there's no tag team I'd rather look at than Pretty Deadly. They're the best looking team that's ever been. I know uh, you're going there, but it was awesome. Yeah, I'm all in on Pretty Deadly. They're going to have those titles for a long time. Look, we they, sure, they, they make us laugh because they're so charming, but they're also good looking. But look, they're big fellas and they know how to wrestle. They know how to work together. We can try to shortchange them all we want, but they're going to be champs for a long time. So I, I like subculture. Uh, this is a, a, for those in the audio version. If you haven't heard the audio version, you should make sure you follow us on iTunes and on Apple, Spotify, all local streamings. Five-star five review while you're there. Yeah, five-star review. I said iTunes. I got to stop saying that. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, right. and all those. Uh, please, five stars if you can. Uh, so Flobo disagrees with Jack because his favorite teams are number one contenders, subculture. Now, I like subculture. I like it a lot. I like them. Yeah. I like the I like the vibe. But does everything have to be monochrome? I, I know Jack loves saying this phrase, but I'm getting a lot of shades and echoes of the other black and white monochrome factor from the '90s. I don't know. Maybe NWO. If they did have that, they'd be too sweet. But the thing is, NWO is something that everyone can jump on board with. Subculture. The the very nature of it is that only a few people are into it. So are yeah. you into it? I am a uh, pretty deadly guy through and through. Oh, so you're pro culture. You're just <laughs> forget I the subculture. Pro, I am pro culture. <laughs> Lord, uh, before we get over, get on to NXT prompt. You gotta say draped in gold. Drapedingold.com is brought to you part by Dress for Breast. Now, every October, just in time for the breast cancer awareness season, Dress for Breast in association with Sam to Cancer has an event, and every male performer has to wear a dress. And Jack, I was gonna ask you this before we went live. When's the last time you wore a dress? Oh, I've never done it on stage. That's for sure. I, what? <laughs> so there is, a, is this a private showing somewhere. What's going on? <laughs> well, you know, for the right for the right amount, there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm your private dancer. <laughs> but but this is uh but this is such a cool cause. I mean, you get to see a show. Plus, you're supporting a charity. It's it's very cool that they do it, and uh, I definitely recommend everyone check it out. Uh, yes, I've done it before in the past. I love it. What I don't like is that your boy is considered plus size. That messes up my guy's psyche. I'm just saying. <laughs> plus size. Well, plus is positive. You know what I mean? You should be my hype man. So <laughs> I got to know. <laughs> so in, inside your apartment with the living suit guy, do you have a living dress guy as well? Or just like a one-time deal? Uh, I'm always getting dressed if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. We got to move on. All right. So I think Steve Prime. This week, uh, we have a lot more Samoa Joe, a lot more action, and a lot more of that, well, je ne fais quoi, if you will. Let's talk about our main event. Our NXT Championship was on the line. Karrion Cross, Fallen Prey, against Giant Gargano. And actually, it was actually Karrion Cross, one of the most dominant performances I've seen in a long, long time. But your host, Flopito, that doesn't buy it. I'm a hater, officially a Karen Cross hater, it seems. But Johnny Gargano tried as he might is not the new NXT champion. Jack Farmer, walk me through this. Man, it, it's it's crazy that in such a short period of time and uh, with with so much done in so little time, Karen Cross is already done with NXT and moving on. I, I don't know what happens next, but. Um, you know, rest in peace, Karrion Cross. After what happened tonight, he's uh, he may not know it yet, but he's a, he's a dead man. Whoa, no, why like, you say that? Because you think Samoa Joe's like come from the dead? Because <laughs> you mess with Samoa Joe, you're a dead man. 
Yeah, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did. If you <laughs> mess with Samoa Joe, you are a dead man. And after what Karrion Cross did, he's done for. He's done. There's nothing, nothing else to say. There's nothing else to do. Samoa Joe is going to kill Karrion Cross. I don't care how much smoke you have in your intro. I don't care what the words in your intro says. I don't care if you're wearing gladiator armor. Samoa Joe is going to kill you, and that's all there is to it. Well, there's with the, I guess, now open talent exchange that is happening uh, between brands. I mean, I'm jumping in here, at here but, but Mandy Rose is traded for Aaliyah this week. I mean, what if Karen Cross did a last defiant effort and ran like Jack Farmer to another brand? Perhaps we're all. I don't know if there's any brands far enough away. I mean, unless. <laughs> What's some Mojo doing here? <laughs> unless there's like a, a black and green brand on the moon where <laughs> Karen Cross can go. Velocity wrestling. Uh maybe, maybe, but until then, um, I mean the, this was the 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 most the worst idea he could have ever had to attack Samoa Joe. Uh what he did was just foolish in every way, shape, and form. Uh whether you like Karen Cross or not, look, a lot of people like him. Good for them. Samoa Joe is going to kill him. Uh but uh I thought Johnny Gargano came off great. I'm a huge fan of Johnny Gargano, by the you way. Are. He's been better and better every time I see him. How do you not like Johnny Gargano? Who here I in the chat, in the comments, let me know if you don't like Johnny Gargano Whoa! and tell me how and why Whoa! you cannot like Johnny Gargano. Whoa! He is the best. Whoa, whoa, yo, you know, dang well, Jack, if I got some shade, I'm going to say some shade. And sometimes it's valid where I go, Karen Cross isn't dominant. Sometimes it's me being a hater when I go, Swerve took my girl. Who wasn't really my girl. <laughs> when it comes to Johnny Gargano, I, I like the guy. I think he's a great performer. But the way I they don't really have the wins. They they don't have the wins. And over time, we always say this, Jack, you can't be great. You can't be charismatic. You can't be any of these things without them dubs. And Johnny Gargano got flattened on Tuesday. He was very recently the North American champion. Mm -hmm. He's a former NXT champion. Look, and also, every time he sees Joe, he's all of us. He says, Joe, Joe, Joe. True. I mean, how do you not love these guys? They're amazing. He had a, a, a fantastic effort to, uh, this week. And I feel like he has another title run in him. I feel like it's coming his way eventually. I think this is the best Johnny Gargano's ever been, if I'm being totally honest. In the ring and on the microphone, he's just he's entertaining and he's doing great work. I think that he's one of the best things going right now in NXT. I have to give it to you. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm I'm personally more into the Cameron Grimes thing, and we'll get to that too. I said one of, <laughs> but 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 you're right. Like I, I'm not going to I'm not going to debate. And be like you're wrong, Jack. I mean, the way is they can carry a segment, they can carry an hour, whether you like them or not. That is completely invaluable, especially mm -hmm. with NXT, where it seems now they're just introducing a lot of new characters, trying to find out what works for them. So you need that kind of like veteran presence. The way is perfect for that. So I'm not going to knock it. I'm just saying, I mean, if I was trying to tell a friend about how good John Gargano was, and he was on Tuesday, him getting destroyed towards the end didn't do him any favors. Did he get destroyed or did he survive longer than he should have because he's got such heart? He's such a warrior. Moving on, and women's tag team action, Casey Kedazar, <laughs> Kane Warrior, against Robert Stonebrand. Uh, the match to me was fun, but Kane and Casey with the win, 
But it seems the Robert Stone brand is no more. Frankie Monet is getting involved. Aaliyah is on her way out. Things are in flux. So this had a lot of stuff happen here. By the way, Caden and Casey, congratulations. I think this is their first win as a team, at least in a while. In a uh, while, yes. They've been building momentum, and they're finally starting to turn that momentum in their favor. So great on them. I think some big things are coming their way down the road. But – for now, you know, you look at the Robert Stone brand and some people are just so ungrateful. I can't believe Aaliyah did what she did, hitting Robert Stone after he did all that he did for her. You're he, right. He did a lot for her. He got her on TV, got mm -hmm. her in matches, got her in title conversations. And what does she do? She slaps him so hard in the face. I said, wow, she slapped him really hard in the face. <laughs> That's really hard. What? <laughs> All to go with this Johnny come lately, Frankie Monet. I was devastated by this move, and I have all my thoughts and all my prayers going out to Robert Stonebrand so that he can bounce back and get a client that appreciates what he brings to the table. All your prayers? Really? You could like you know, spread them out a little more. Wait, All of please. them. I mean, okay, great. Uh, well, Maybe a few to Carrying Cross, but that probably will be next week after <laughs> yeah, the exactly. show kills it. Exactly, at the Memorial Carrying Cross tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, yeah, Frankie Monet gets involved, and we're trying to figure out what that was about. She's only had two matches, a premiere and a redo of a premiere, a re-debut or whatever mm -hmm. she called it. Uh, but, but it seems that she's getting involved with this. Jessica Maya seems to be buying what she's selling. What is going on there? Well, they're definitely getting a, a crew together, and I love it. I love the fact that they've got this women's stable because the women's division is so big and so strong on NXT. Why haven't we had a women's stable in so long? Why don't we have a an all-women's stable on this brand? We should have one because they've got the numbers. They've got the roster. Anytime that starts to happen, you need to start pairing up. You need to start becoming a unit. And Frankie Monet, maybe it's because she's been around the world and done a lot of things. She knows this. And so she's doing it. And she's bringing something that maybe the other women on the on the roster haven't thought of yet. And this might have, be something that sends shockwaves through the division for a long time. Last quick question, if I do say so myself. How does Robert Stone coexist with Frankie Monet? Do they? Do you mean like will they have a rivalry? I think so. Because I mean, he was wrong. Because Robert Stonebrand's on the name. I don't think Frankie Monet is going to be second fiddle. <laughs> well, Robert, I don't think they're going to be Robert Stonebrand anymore if they're with Frankie Monet. Ooh, a merger. Mm. No, I think I think Robert Stone. I think it's just going to be like the Frankie Monet crew, whatever they call it. And Robert Stone is going to create a new thing. I think they left. I think it's just like when. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. It wasn't a Patriots in Tampa Bay merger. It was Tampa Bay got Tom Brady. I think Frankie Monet got Aaliyah. You know, it surprises me how many episodes you fit in Tom Brady as a reference. Are you a fan? No, I'm, I I'm love that here. man. <laughs> You were addressed. All right. Yeah. Uh, and, and our breakout tournament, the first match of the tournament, the former Brendan Vink, Duke Hudson, showed out against Ikimanjiro, which I learned Ikiman means handsome, as we learned this week. Uh, yeah. Okay, the match didn't go the way I thought would, but it doesn't matter because Duke Hudson advances in a match that shows how dominant he is and how big his hands are. Jack Farmer, six foot five, Brendan Vink, thoughts about the match. Yeah, Duke Hudson, I, of course, I was a fan of him when he was Brandon Vink. If you remember, he was in a tag team, and I was all about it. 
The mm-hmm. tag team didn't last, but now he's back. Duke Hudson is my favorite for this thing. He's got the size. He's got the look. He's got that attitude when he's out there, and he's fantastic when he's talking. I was digging everything he was saying. He was amazing. I think he's going to be the front runner of this tournament. I mean, some of these guys I haven't seen yet, so maybe I'll change my mind. I'm allowed you to will. do that. You but will. right now, Duke Hudson is everything you're looking for in a breakout star. Okay. I think that's a lot of things with the breakout tournament. There's so many ready-made stars, but it comes down to whether or not it connects with the audience. Now, I watched the match. I thought it was pretty solid, but it felt like there wasn't the right meshing there. I felt like there was a lot of posturing from Duke, wanting to show everyone how handsome he was, how strong he was, and it was part of mental lapse where he wasn't concentrating on the match, the, the, the task at hand, if you will. You know, I got to give it to you. You're right. He was looking past this round, probably already looking into the finals, which is understandable when you're someone who's that good, when you're someone who's that talented, that, yeah, you're going to say first round, whatever. I got to look to the finals. Uh, That happened a little bit. And I think he got a little bit of a wake-up call here, but I think once he gets into the next round, that's when he's going to really turn it up, and that's when we're going to see just how good Duke is. Iki Manjiro, maybe I'm a little salty. I was not picked to win at all. Exit the first round doesn't mean it's the end for him, and I just want to know how else his breakout tournament's going to shake out. Hey, why you shake your head, Jack? What? Yeah, why? Zero. No, I, I was saying, look, I, I think he's fun. I like him. Uh, I like the jackets, but uh, you know, we <laughs> talked about being, we talked about being cocky and full of yourself, man. You're not even taking your jacket off because you want to look good. Why aren't we dragging this guy through the mud a little bit for being too worried about his appearance? Wait, hold on, Mr. Suit Guy. What's wrong with appearances? What's wrong with sticking out on a roster where you have 260 other peers at the same building? Ikemanjiro stings out. I say go for it, bro. I'm saying how can you say that about him, but you're not giving that same kind of conversation to Duke Hudson. With Duke Hudson, you're like, hey, he's, you know, thinking, you know, maybe looking past things, too full of himself, blah, blah, blah. Why are you saying that about Jiro? Oh, because I'm completely a hypocrite, and I want Jiro to win. Did you not see that? <laughs> I'm a Jiro Homer, man. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. Uh, our talk show is unfair and very biased. <laughs> yes, that's why we're professionals. Uh, yeah. uh, let's talk about uh, the women's division. So, Rai had a match against the former Priscilla Kelly, GD Jolin, and. Well, the match itself was great, and we'll get to that in a second. But the big story, it seems, Mandy Rose. Look at the top of the ramp. You know, where's Jim Alexander when you need him? I had no idea. I had no inkling she was going to be there. But this is a whole different shift for NXT. I feel like at any moment, a third screen is going to pop up, and Jim Alexander is going to be here. (laughs) Yo, 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 Mandy Rose. But we have a uh, shout out Jim Alexander, but yeah. we have, uh, this was something, and I don't know. I know the rumors are swirling that there was a trade or something happened that with Mandy, we don't know for sure yet. As far as I'm aware though, exactly what's going on, whether she's scouting talent or looking to join NXT. If she is joining NXT, which seems to be what everyone believes. I think this is the best thing that's happened to her. I think this is going to be such a good move. She's in a division that is extremely stacked, extremely talented, and extremely focused on providing the best women wrestling. And that's where she's going to have the opportunity to really show out. She's been on the other brands for a while now. And I know everyone loves to be like, well, if you go to NXT, you're automatically amazing again. That's not the case. That's not true. If you look through the history of things, that's not necessarily a guaranteed thing. But the thing with Mandy is, 
I feel like this is the the freshening up that she needs. This is the restart she needs to really let us see who she is again. Because I think we became just a little bit spoiled with her on the other brands, getting to see mm. her and getting to see what she does. And because of that, we took her for, for granted just a little bit. But I think mm. having her on NXT is going to get us to appreciate just who Mandy is once again. I wonder, and I know it's it's usually some it's a combination of a lot of things. So I don't really know how the decision process is. But if I was the GM of Raw, I wonder why Mandy. Not as if she shouldn't move or she shouldn't go, but I wonder what was the thought process behind going. This is the best possible result for this individual on our roster. Well, if you're with Raw, you're not thinking about the individual that's leaving. You're trying to think of the individual that's coming, right? Mm, fair enough. Um, so. Uh, for whatever reason, they felt that Mandy was worth trading away. And it, again, assuming the trade, that's what everyone seems to say. I didn't, I don't think I've seen anything official just yet. Uh, I could be mistaken. I'm um, looking it up now. It doesn't seem to be, but yes, as far as official is like reputable wrestling news websites, but not WWE itself. Okay. So, um, if we're operating under that assumption, you're just thinking about what they got. And as far as we know, we don't know what they got. Again, there's rumors about who it could be that they got, but uh, we don't know. We're not going to know exactly how good of a trade was this was for either brand until we see what that trade entails. I mean, right now, it, the rumor is it's Aaliyah for Mandy. And if that's the case, then, you know, we'll see how it goes. But if it's Mandy and raw ends up getting just a queen's ransom and tons of people then we'll say raw got the win there right you don't know until you see yeah you're absolutely right you don't know what the picks to be named later are in this case uh but the match itself Gigi dolan against sarai that's pretty solid you know Gigi dolan uh it was a a stalwart on the independent scene if you could use that insider term and sarai has mm -hmm. been on the brand for about two and a half months now three months uh i feel that Sarai can do a lot for any brand she is. But we're talking about this on text today. There's mm -hmm. something to be missing. It's, a, it's an awesome dish, but there's a spice missing. What could that possibly be, Jack? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, for Sarai, as we mentioned, she's got everything, but I feel like I'm just not connecting with her at some point as a fan. Like when she's out there, she's great, but I'm, I, there's something about it, and, and I related this via that same text conversation uh, with Kushida when he first showed up. How I knew he was great; he did great in the ring, but I wasn't connecting with him. Now I now I love Kushida; he's done great. I think this is the version of him from the past when he was younger that came to this current timeline, and that's why I like him more. But uh, Sarai, though, I just I need that reason. Like she's in there; she's great, but. All the wrestlers are great. What makes her different? What makes her stand out? I guess I'm waiting for that thing that makes her stand out beyond just what she does in the ring. And I don't know if that's going to be promos. I don't know if that's going to be uh, a rivalry that she has. But so far, it seems like she just kind of comes out, has a match, gets a win, one and done, disappears for a while, comes back, wash, rinse, repeat. I want to want to see some consistency of some kind or something to make me feel like she's someone I need to pay attention to. I need to stop changing the channel when she's on. So you're saying she should have a future version, the past version as well. And they should come out conflict every week. Yeah. I'd love to see her just have, you know, one from the future <laughs> uh, and see how that goes. No, I, I would I mean, appreciate you selling that joke. Cause I waited like a minute and a half way too late to say it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I hope it still works, but thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. And we, yes. And <laughs> off the rails. Uh, uh, for for yeah. me though, I, compared to say someone like Zoe Stark, right? <laughs> so here are people that have a career. 
that if you slice off the careers when someone gets signed to the NXT, they basically started around the same time. So it was like a little earlier. But I feel as weeks go on, we get the build that what she was about. I think this is frequency. Sarai, as good as she is, has to put the workhorse hours in. I know it sucks because we know how good she is at her age. But I do think it has to be a stretch of her being featured every week, or if not every week, or a week in a promo, week in a promo to get us in the rhythm of what Sarai can offer. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Because Zoe Star, to your to your credit, yeah, she did. She came out very regularly, had big matches regularly. And so even if you didn't know who she was, you know at the very least she was a workhorse that was going to give you a banger match every time. But Sarai, yeah, she – I don't know what – I can't even remember what her last match was. And it wasn't – you know, it wasn't like three months ago, but it was a few weeks back. I can't remember who she beat. And then I think the one before that was a few weeks before right. that. Right. And so, yeah, maybe a little consistency, maybe someone who makes things a little more personal so I can find out whether or not I want to root for her or against her. But I, I, she's got everything. I'm not saying throw her out where I'm, I'm over. I just I feel like there's that, like you said, that's something missing that makes me say, why do I like you? It's like watching American Idol. They're all great singers. But which one do I want to vote for? And that's what well, she needs. The biggest sob story. That's the. You know, <laughs> I was raised on an ant farm. Yeah. An ant farm. In the glass. I imagine like an actual inside the ant farm, like stuck. I just want to sing, baby. I just want to sing. Just wanna sing. <laughs> I apologize. Um, <laughs> moving on elsewhere. Five we star have reviews, please. <laughs> it's five stars. Just please. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Fish had a match of heart and soul, the former Undisputed Era, against Tyler Russ of Diamond Mine. And it was a match that seemed inevitable, but it was still hard to watch. Uh, Di Diamond Mine, you know, gets the win. Tyler Russ gets the win. But my man Bobby seemed a little bit out of sorts, man. What's next for the Fish? I love Bobby Fish. I still want to see I want to see him have match. I'm rooting for him. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything he could do that will make me not like Bobby Fish. Something about him is just and maybe you can help me find out. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because he's got cool facial hair. I don't know if it's just because he seems like he's out there to to have fights. And, and I don't know. I just something about Bobby Fish I love. Diamond Mind to me still feels a little I'm not sure what they're doing. I mean, I get that they said that they're kind of like an NXT version of evolution where you've got the, you know, the current guy, the younger guy, the the coach guy and the manager. Uh, but they're just kind of here to, to fight for, for money. I don't I don't really get where they're coming from. Much like Sarai, I guess, like I like the pieces. I just don't know. I don't really get yeah. what they're doing at this point. Yeah. And, and it feels like a, a long way to go to get to a Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong match. I agree. Uh, uh, compared to say like Hit Row, right, which is a group that I have my own issues with. Uh, namely, I think Swerve is corny in his own group. Their group doesn't need him, but that's besides the point. Uh, you know what they are. You know they got to go after this and make music or whatever, or Imperium. They're gonna yeah. after wrestling and go wrestle some more. That's all they do for their for their lives. But right. that in mind, it's like what party is Malcolm Bivens going and, and inviting, you know, like Roderick Strong along with them? I don't believe it. I don't quite buy it. So I hope that gets to be answered. So is it a school? Is it an organization? Is it a far-reaching faction? What is it? Yeah, it's because uh, as of now, it seemed like they were implying that they're wrestling for money and that it's, it's about making money. But that it doesn't seem like having a rivalry with your old chum is where that's at. It doesn't, that doesn't seem like that would be the direction you'd go. But again, I don't know, maybe it'll, it'll play out. But for now it, it just, it feels like a long way to go to say, Hey, we used to be in a team. Now we're not, let's fight. Hot take or kind of lukewarm. It's like the restaurant mild take. Uh, right. 
wrestlers running for money, <clears throat> great. Love it. But it has to be in a universe where everyone feels that way. Once you have someone like, oh, we're wrestling for money against MSK being like, we're doing to make our dads proud. It's like, uh, like it doesn't quite connect the same way. That said, Kevin Owens is a prize fighter. I get it. But to me, it does not click when we don't know how much our purse is for matches. We don't know how matches are changing. It's just kind of like this background off-screen thing. Well, and it's implied. It's your job. Everyone wants to make money doing this. No one's like, I do it for free. Right. right. Like that's, right. that's why you want to be the champion. That's what gets you paid the most. That's why you wear your own shirts. That's why you do these things. It's a, it's a job. And so, yeah, if you're going to wrestle for money, that makes sense. Unless you're an APA style person who's like, Hey, I don't care who this guy is. You pay me extra. I'm going to go beat him up. But that I, again, I just, I guess I don't really understand. I like the look. I like the people. I just don't really get what makes them any different than anyone else. Damn, stick out, y'all. That's what Zach is asking you to do. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. elsewhere, let's talk about the top match of the card. Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai, to me, in a match that was solid, but <clears> felt <throat> like a side quest for all people involved. But Zaylee shows up. And not only does she show up, she challenges Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did this come from, baby? It was out of left field. Zaylee had her own show within a show as she's going for the richest prize in the game. Is this smart? Well, I want to say first, before we move along, Dakota Kai. Everyone's been saying that Dakota Kai is going to turn her back on Raquel Gonzalez. And today she proved to me she is the Scotty Pippen of NXT. And what I mean by that is, look, she's not the Michael Jordan Raquel Gonzalez is, but Scotty Pippen is still an amazing basketball player with an amazing career and has done a lot of amazing things. And life worked out pretty good for old Scotty Pippen being aligned with, with Michael Jordan. I think Dakota Kai is so underrated and is such a good place right now. She got a win over Ember Moon. That's not nothing. And we need, I know that Zia Lee came in and we'll talk about that in a second, but we need to stop and take a moment and say Dakota Kai just got one of the biggest wins of her career i am not denying that ember moon's a former nxt women's champion like you said and or alluded to and and i'm not taking that away from her but it just seems like okay ashashi's gone there's no mention of that and raquel gonzalez dakota kai are just kind of just doing this thing where it's, they're together but they have these single matches the nxt women's champion as dominant as raquel gonzalez is as deserving as she is for having that championship when she's out there around ringside it does seem kind of secondary to have this title that's so coveted not being used that regularly well you got to get past dakota you know you got to prove that you're worth the shot if you can't beat dakota kai why are you getting a, a title shot and ember moon Lost to Dakota Kai, so back of the line, Ember Moon. I like Ember Moon, but back of the line, I say. <laughs> uh, but now, Zia Lee, to your point, is this skipping smart? Dakota Kai? Is this well, because Dakota Kai is a very intelligent person, you don't get in the way of Zia Lee. She's been watching the show, she knows yeah. what happens. She doesn't want to get some smoky breath in her face, it's gonna <laughs> take her out. I hate smoky breath, yeah. so she's like, Look. We're friends, but we're not that good of friends, Raquel. You're going to have to deal with this one on your own. <laughs> and I can't believe we're getting that next week. That's insane. That's a that's a takeover match. It It is, but it just seems kind of random. Like, I, look, I understand the last time Zia Lee was in a match, there was an issue with Mercedes Martinez. I, I'm I, that That's clear. That is on screen. But just to go from that 
to the women's champion without nary a qualifying match, a singles competition match, talking to general manager, talking to Samoa Joe, just walking up to the champ and be like, I want to fight you. And the champ is like, okay. And that's it? Like, it seems kind of weird to me. Well, if there was a general manager who booked matches, I'm sure that would happen. Oh, here we go live in a world where all you have to do is walk to the ring and demand it, and you get it. And that's what Zia Lee did. And after Zia Lee's been just taken out the toughest and baddest and is completely unstoppable, I don't remember the last time Zia Lee looked in danger. She kind of deserves it. I mean, at this point, if you're William Regal, one, you're probably, you probably see her. She probably did go to William Regal's office. William Regal probably saw her coming down the hall and he like skipped town because he didn't want to deal with the, the fear of uh, Zia Lee and what she brings. So he probably skipped town. She said, okay, well, I'm going to go just get this match herself. But look, he should give her the match anyways. This is, she's earned this match. Who else? Who else is more qualified right now for a title at Raquel Gonzalez's NXT Championship than Xia There is no one else. But I ask you this, as a member of Tian Shaw, is this the thing that they want Xia for? It didn't seem that the title was ever on their goals. It seemed like they were trying to really destroy the women's division from the inside out. But now you're going for the top of the snake? May not be wise. It may not, it may ruin the mystique if Zaylee does not win this match next week. Look, if you're hunting down people, you can go about it two ways. You can follow one person at a time and try to get to them, or you can get something that makes them all come to you, Flobo. Instead of being the person that's looking around through the woods hunting for the game, instead of doing that, you put a little treat there with a box and a stick over it so that when they come to get it, you pull the stick and the yeah. box catches them. <laughs> Zia Lee is getting the little treat, the title, so that everyone has to come to her. It's a uh, smart move. The, the cartoon travel of it. Though Elliot says this, Zia has won her last eight matches. She deserves a title. I am not denying the fact that Zia Lee is a title match. In fact, I will say two things. One, she was the original booting of the week. And two, I was a fan of Zia Lee. Booting of the week. And I was a fan of I think I have it somewhere. I bring it back next okay. week. Uh, I I was the one of the first fans in the After Buzz fold when we used to do After Buzz because I know how good she is. But to me, this seemed kind of left field. It felt like Tian Shaw's job and even recruiting Boa was really to mark tough people or even the in the mid the mid card, I guess, of the division inside out. Now, going for the richest prize in the game, going after Raquel Gonzalez. It's not bad things. It just came out of nowhere. It just came out of super sudden. Like I'm gonna storm to the ring and say. You. <laughs> it's like almost when Drew McIntyre won the title at WrestleMania last year and Big Show just hanging out in the background like, hey, man, want to do an epilogue match? It's kind of just odd to me. It's just really, really odd. Well, I, I get what you're saying, but sometimes when you're as talented as Tian Shaw is and you, you have Xia Lee and you're so effective, I think they just ran out of people faster than they thought they were. I think they just mm. ran out of people to go against. And eventually they had marked everyone they wanted to mark. They'd beaten everyone they wanted to beat. And there's only one left. There's only one more land to conquer. And that is Raquel Gonzalez. Damn, Mike drop. But Jack Farmer, I got some burning questions, baby. You know All the right. deal. I was watching the show. NXT has some questions. You can help me out with them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what was uh, NXT's deal? I feel like they were uh, a little light on those feel-good wins this week. Um, you know, it's not, you can't predict what's going to happen in the fight game. Sometimes happiness is going to prevail. Sometimes it's not. Cameron Graham was the butler this week. One, are you a fan? And two, did you hear him say to the broom? They saw it. There's no idea. They watch us, bro. 
they would 100% watch this. They would 100% steal your idea. I love this. I love these two. I love that they're growing together as people. I mean, Cameron Grimes learning how to dress, getting cleaned up. You could see how excited he was about the whole thing. And then also LA Knight helping to give him things to do to just work out and get, become a better person. These two are such a great team. I love seeing them on screen together. I want to see these, these videos for the rest of time. They're great. I, wanna want, I want them to have their own TV show. Well, it's a very serious question, but uh, why is Samoa Joe always so sweaty? I don't know. I'm not gonna... <laughs> it's a serious did, question, Jack. I did notice he looked like he was sweating a lot the whole time. <laughs> hey, those those lights are bright, though. You know, maybe they probably said, hey, let's put some uh, foundation on you to hide some of that shine. And he was like, no, I'm Samoa <laughs> Joe. This is just how I do yeah. it. Yes, sir, Mr. Joe. Uh, speaking of Samoa Joe, what's the deal with him and Pete Dunn? I want to see them have a match. Joe's got Joe get in the ring, have some matches. We want to see these things. Could you imagine the matches they would have? That'd be fantastic. But he has to be provoked. I hope Pete provokes him. Ooh. Well, maybe not. I like Pete. I don't want to see him get killed. <laughs> Adam Cole and Bronson Reed looks like they're going to do battles soon. What do you make of this one? And this is the perfect matchup for them. I know it seems like we're getting teased for Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole 3. Personally, I'm not really into it. I would rather see Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. I think those mm. two are both at a crossroads right now where you have a guy, you have two guys who are ascending at the same time and their trajectories just so happen to coincide. It's a kind of match where the winner is going to be on a NXT title trajectory. I can't wait to see it. I think this is... Perfect. This is just what we want. It's a matchup I didn't know I wanted until they provided it. This is exactly how you do this thing, Flobo. I want to see this. This is the match to see. Whenever it's going to happen, this is the match of the night. I am kind of torn because I do want to see Kyle Riley out of Cole 3. But you're right. Once Bronzer Reed showed up, it was like, you know what? It's not that bad. He's no longer in a title holder. I want to see what this match means if Bronson Reed is ready for the big time, you know? Yeah. But in your mind, if you can choose, what would you have Mandy Rose do in NXT? I want to see her wrestle. I want to see her. I know some people have mentioned potentially her being a manager, and I think she could be good at those things. But I think, again, as I said, with her time on SmackDown and Raw, we really didn't get to see just how good she can be in the ring. And I want to see her really build that legacy as an in-ring competitor. And lastly, what do you make about the refreshed Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis? First off, where does Beth Phoenix get off just trying to tell someone that she needs to go hook up with some guy who for like for what? What has Dexter Loomis done that should make us like this creepy dude? Uh, he's oh. I don't like it. I think it's a horrible it's thing shape. to be happening and it's it's right now she needs to be focusing on things with the tag team she's a part of and not with these boy problems. That's the biggest L they're taking is, uh, is Dexter Loomis. And she shouldn't be hanging out with a loser who's taking L's also. Hey, I mean, look, Dexter Loomis, he keeps in good shape, has nice hair, you know, nice blue eyes can draw girls love that kind of stuff. He's a creep. He's a weirdo. I was like a guy who got his heart burned by Dexter Loomis personally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I hate swerve. I get it. I totally get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Mayer, please date me. Please. All right, so <laughs> that tell date the guy who said a half an hour ago he was a hypocrite. All right, you so now she, said, she should be hanging out with LA Knight, a guy who has his business affairs lined up. 
good looking fella, able to talk, charismatic, the kind of guy that she that's the kind of guy she should be with, not some weird creepo. Flap, you weird creep, you cool people. Now, Dexter, he's kind of creepy, but he's like creepy and cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a guy that if you ask for something, like, hey man, uh, my TV broke, and he's like, don't worry about it, and it gets fixed, but you don't know how or why. That's Dexter Lewis. That's no, so you, you said, don't worry about it. He would just yeah. stare at you with his eyes so wide, you can see both the top and the bottom of them at the same time, and then not do anything. And then you turn around for a second and he's gone. That's what he is. Hey, everyone always says they love when the Uber driver doesn't talk to them. They're just doing that. He's ahead of the game, baby. He's but the if the Uber driver's looking in the rearview mirror, making uninterrupted eye contact the entire drive, no one likes that. Am I getting there on time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, <laughs> and that's how I get kidnapped. All right, yeah. <laughs> we're at the hour mark, man. We got to get out of here before we do. It's time for the MVP of NXT. That's the person who really stuck out for you on this show or NXT UK. Let me know, Jack, who's your MVP? I'm giving it to Dakota Kai. I think she got a Whoa. huge, huge win against an opponent that has recently been in the women's championship picture, has been a former NXT champion herself. But uh, Dakota Kai showed that just because she's friends with someone who's a singles champion doesn't mean that she's not also going to dominate as a singles competitor. This showed that not only was it a big win, but that you should never count out Dakota Kai. I got to give it to Johnny Gargano. The main event was a unenviable situation. Karen Cross is on our next level, but Johnny Gargano really took it and stepped up. Even for naysayers or laps fans, for Johnny Wrestling, it was a solid outing. At least I think so. Yeah. Well, you know the deal. I'll be back here next week with more draped and goal action. But before I do, Jack Farmer, if someone wanna follow you, stalk you, see what you're working on, how they go about doing that. Well, if you want to Dexter Loomis stalk me, just follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. There you can find me and all the things I'm working on and all the things I do. That's the easiest way to do it. So go follow me and retweet all my stuff. Oh, he actually uh, lives over there in the South Bay. You hang on his window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as long as you follow me on social media, I need the, I need the uh, verification. That's your Patreon level. Fuck me at yeah. my house. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Local Boy. So at Local Boy on social media, drapedandgold.com, part of the new Amsterdam network. Learn more at knewamsterdam.com of all the shows I'm working on. Like I said before, be back here next week with more NXT and NXT UK action. But until that day, Jack Farmer, say the words. Do your best and be yourself. <laughs>